The following is a Joel Mahalik production. The following episode of the Joel Mahalik Show takes place between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm Joel Mahalik, uh, staring down at... Sharon. The lovely Sharon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And happy birthday last week. Oh, jeez. Well, on the previous... <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and on the previous podcast that you could not make, I did wish you a happy birthday, so... Aww. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Well... So all right, well then, happy birthday to me. That's right, that's <laughs> right. So uh, here's the big news. Besides it being the new year, it's 2019. Can you believe that? The big news is that this very show is the premiere show on 920 WON the Apple. That is so awesome! I'm so excited. We have attacked Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> here we come, Brooklyn. Now here we are. Well, Literally, I mean, here we are. Well, yeah. All right. So, hello, Brooklyn. Hello, New York. Hey. Hello, the world. Sup? <laughs> <laughs> We're in the Big Apple. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Yes. Oh, my voice. It's very exciting to be here, and uh, we thank <coughs> you for having us. Sorry. And we welcome you to the program. Uh, if you want to find out more, check out the history. We've been around for a little while. Uh, stop on over to joelmahalik.com, uh, and, and Sharon would want me to tell you, especially to the new listeners, it's spelled M-I-C-H-A-L-E-C, <laughs> joelmahalik.com. <laughs> well, you you always say, just go to joelmahalik.com, and if I were not knowing how to spell your name, I'd be M. Well, I H and that's why for the first time, I don't know, 15, songs, uh, 15 podcasts, I was doing it. <laughs> I was doing it. But I mean, you know, so I'm, I have to find a, a shtick to uh, to do it every time, I guess. Because it started, I started to feel like I was pushing the issue and I stopped. And maybe I just need to find a way to develop a way that I can smoothly put it in when I give out all the information. Like it's joelmahalik.com or you can find us at Facebook at JM Talk. That's another place you can find us. Or Twitter at WQIB Radio. Now, when you go to these other places, the interesting thing is, is they'll get you back to JoelMahalik.com with a link. <laughs> right. So, so really, if I if you just go to the Facebook page and you want to visit the website, because that's where you can download and listen to the episodes. Also, you can hit the subscribe button and you can subscribe using your favorite player. By the way, for anyone who has not heard one, iHeart, our, la- our latest big milestone We're on iHeartRadio. We're very excited about that also. Yes, very exciting. Very exciting. So, welcome New York. Welcome New York. Uh, I I, want to get into something real quick with you. Um, And it has to do with pickles. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah, I know. What a way to start. But, (laughs) you know, there's been this. Now, you know, and I, I know it grosses you out, that I drink dill pickle brine. That is the grossest thing I've ever seen. Like, we'll finish a jar of pickles, and I'm like, don't throw that away! Right? 
Because, and he does, people. He <laughs> because really I does. Need, I need to drink that. But there's a lot of good things. <laughs> it has electrolytes and things like that, and it helps with muscle cramps. Well, my muscle cramps anyway, because I'm you, like... Well, mm. you, you should... Well, no. You, you, uh, you've you been having some muscle cramps, and you should probably really start have. sucking down... I got Listen, I got a gallon jar of liquid in there, of, yeah? of brine. Wow. Mount Olive. It's, it's a tasty one. It's not the best, but... Well, then maybe we'll... Let the um, drain taste it. No, so uh, I right, so that <laughs> that's what I like it. to do. And you know, a couple years ago, it was revealed that they started putting pickle juice out standalone uh, as a sports drink, as an exercise recovery drink, because of all the benefits of it. So, Ew. that's what they're doing. I but mean, they may be doing it, but that doesn't mean it's less gross. Well, see, I'm still fine with it. I ha- <laughs> I haven't tried it because, like, I know I like my Vlasic juice. I know I like my Mount Olive juice. So I don't know whose juice is in. Well, the, and this, this twenty brand. some odd years together, and I never really I've realized that drank you the are pickle juice. a pickle juice connoisseur. Well, I'm not a. Con- I never knew that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I, now they've crossed the line as far as I'm concerned because, you know, they have dill pickle ice cream. They've had uh, fried dill pickles for some reason are, are becoming a big thing in restaurants. To me, How about it, dill pickle chips? Yeah, well, they're okay. I've had them. They're nothing to write home about. It's not like I eat one of those chips and I'm thinking, wow, mm, that's a good pickle. I <laughs> <laughs> But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And then... So the pickle ice cream is a little nerve-wracking. Uh, pickle martini. You remember a couple years ago we were watching Guy Fieri, and he always makes a, a drink to go with the meal yeah. he just cooked, and he made yeah. a Joe pickle martini. I thought if I drank martinis, which I don't, I thought that would be interesting. But, and then they came out with pickle pizza. Stop. And at Come first, now look, we talked about this. At first I was <laughs> grossed out at it. But because I thought, I'm thinking pickle pizza is going to have tomato sauce and then pickles and that didn't make sense. But no, it's like a garlic sauce. And so I thought, okay, maybe this would work. I don't know if I would try it. Maybe it would work. Mm -mm. But now, the other day, I saw frozen dill pickle popsicles. What? Now you've crossed the other line. Wow. I mean, and and wow, and that's just it's a nasty. frozen popsicle, and you can see whole dill pickles in it. First of all, it's green, but then you can see actual dill pickles in it. So not only Ew, are you chomping down some icy flavored pickle flavored mm. icy, but then you're going to chomp into a dill pickle somewhere along the way. Oh my god, that's you're nasty. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the biggest the biggest problem it, with this is, but it figures that you would find a dill pickle ice cream. I, I didn't find it. I'm just I'm 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 being blown away by the amount of recipes that are coming out with dill pickles. <laughs> I mean, at some point, if they haven't already, they're going to ruin the art of the dill pickle. Yeah, I I like a a slice of dill pickle with my sandwich or something like that. But no, not to go as far as having ice cream or chips with my. As a dill pickle, no. Well, wait a minute. What about dill pickle jello? Stop it. Because no, you just love stop it. jello. No. <laughs> I am cutting you off from the dill pickle, dude. Well, I I, I, I just think they, when I saw those frozen popsicles, that, I, like I said, that, that, that crossed the other line. I was almost thinking I'll try that pizza, but 
And people really think that the fried pickles are really good. They may be for, you know, there may be someone's taste, but I don't like dill pickles that much. And he, Well, here's the thing. When I'm thinking of some of these different things that they make with them, I think to myself, you know, not every dill pickle is created equal. Because you know, you, I right, look. We're, if you go to a, a certain place, you're like hey, these dill pickles really suck. You know, some yeah. of them are just like they make you like because they had, they're just so sour about them. like you know a good kosher dill pickle. Wow, maybe would make some of these recipes, but certainly not ice cream. Certainly not ice cream, and certainly mm. not frozen icy pops. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what more to say. It's um nasty. Okay. All right. So, uh <laughs> the Facebook question of the week that's out there, which actually is going to switch over to the Twitter question of the week. Uh but right now, if you go to Facebook at Jam Talk, the question of the week out there is what is your New Year's resolution? I mean, not to sound cliché, Everyone says, what's your, resolu what's your resolution? And do we even right. keep them? But I, I put it out there. We'll see if we get some responses. And, of course, you know, they'll make it to the show. <clears throat> do people even make New Year's resolutions anymore? Well, that's the thing that I hear a lot, especially this year. People are like, why even bother? You know, Because you don't keep them. Right. Like, it would be Because January 1st, you've already broken it. Well, here's the thing. My, for my resolution, which is obviously to lose weight because I've gotten fatter, and I know it's cliche to say I'm going to lose weight as a New Year's resolution. Here's the thing. I'm going to start my New Year February 1st. Like, January is like a trial month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, you know, if you got to do a 90-day trial then. If well. you're going to do an, uh, January is the trial month, then you have to go with a 90-day trial, which brings you in. Well, then I might as well have six, six months, <laughs> same as cash. Right. And by that point, as you said, why even bother doing a resolution? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I know it's cliche at this point, and, you know, asking because a lot of people don't even bother with them like they did right. way back when. But, right. but I put the question out there. It's probably why there's no responses yet. But... If somebody wants to make a response, I'm just wondering, uh, did you make one? Yeah. And do you honestly plan on keeping it? That's a good part, too, to that question. Um, okay, Amazon. Got to talk about Amazon. Okay. Because the holidays are over. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of issues with people we know and even we had a problem at work with their new logistics department at amazon okay which ranges from anywhere from these amazon drivers driving mm -hmm. the little amazon trucks right to now they're hiring like uber they're hiring people that can just deliver amazon packages with their own vehicle right and my question though is um do they do any kind of a background check or you know to see what kind of person you're entrusting these packages to? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know I'm how, sure how that's that they done. have the typical background check that every company does. Right. You know what I mean? But, but your question, though. There has to be some sort of extensive background check. Right. You would think. You would think. And especially because as you ask that question, uh, the point I want to bring up is the fact of lost or damaged packages. Right. Uh, you know, I know, I know for us, we had pack, we had a package at, uh, two attempted deliveries to a building that is a business and open all day and told that it was closed. And then suddenly after the second attempt, package is lost. 
Yeah. And then uh, other people, you know, packages have uh, been destroyed, packages missing. Right. You know, and, and it's like, to me, it, it feels more like these drivers were putting together some Christmas packages for their own family and friends. Right. At exactly. And see, that's what I would worry about, you know, that my package or my customer's package is not going to make it to my customer. Right. Because you're hiring... You know, any Joe Schmo with no reputation. Right. And to actually, deliver your package as opposed to using either UPS or or your own trucking, you know, company, whatever. Right. To and deliver to, the packages. It where, used to all be UPS and FedEx. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I get it. They're probably trying to cut money. They start their own logistics wing. Mm-hmm. But it's not working very well. I mean, the other night, our neighbor wanted us to grab a package if it showed up, and they told us UPS. Right. A sedan pulled up to the house, and some lady got out and chucked the package onto their porch and and left. That's not UPS. No. That's obviously one of these private delivery people. Right. And she just threw the package? What if the package was... Tossed it, yeah. What if it was, a fra- what if if, it was fragile? If, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Italian, right? But so there's there's clearly, and and it's it's made me not trust. Like I don't fully trust Amazon delivering to me. I mean, right. I've had two problems at work, let alone the other stuff that we've heard and the things that we've experienced. Right. And I always want to put a special note in. Please send by you know a parcel carrier, not. You know your carrier, like they if if they want to handle if that's even an option. I don't think I don't you, think it is either. As a customer, have have the right air quotes to tell a company how you want it shipped. I recall hearing something about they were going to stop free delivery with Prime, and I wonder mm. if they started their own logistics type stuff and hire these private people because it was a cheaper way for them to deliver and they could still keep the free delivery because I'm sure people were going ballistic when they heard that they might call off the prime free shipping. I know I did. Yeah. So it's not working and it needs a lot of help for it to succeed. Right now I don't think it, it's it's succeeding and I think that this is uh, something that's going to become just another complaint in the long list of complaints about Amazon as a whole. Exactly. So... Exactly. So, I don't know. It, it has made me um, not wanting to order from Amazon. I know, and I have a lot of Amazon money. <laughs> I actually have a lot of Amazon money right now. And well, I'm like, maybe I'll go on Amazon just because I'm not spending my money. But you may not get your order. True, true. They have that new option with the lockers. I almost think to myself, well, if it's not a big package, just send it to a locker. I'll drive to the to the yeah. retail place and, and, and exactly. do it myself, you know? So, but... Exactly. Yeah. Amazon. There you go. <laughs> we've been told... We've been told we should go at Walmart online because they've merged with... They bought Jet.com, which is a huge retailer. Oh, really? Yeah. So, hmm. maybe that's the key. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Later on on the program, of course, we have a new Wombat of the Week. And because we are are, uh, inviting and enjoying a new audience in uh, New York uh, on Mm -hmm. 920 WON, 
uh, Wombat of the Week. We'll tell you what that's like when we uh, introduce the Wombat. We'll, we'll tell you what it is, and we'll tell you how you can even get involved in that. We also have a new Honor Thy Hero Hero this week. That's awesome. So, uh, some awesome stuff uh, mm-hmm. going on later on. Now, when we come back from break, uh, one, of th- one of the things we'll talk about, I guess, is uh, we're going to talk about PG&E out in California. Uh, oh, yeah. Some really concerning matters with them. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that'll come up after break. And then other things to be determined. Other things. Yeah. And they have to stay tuned to find out. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So go refresh your drink. Yeah. I'm going to go refresh mine. Uh, and when we come back on the other side of this quick 90 seconds or so, uh, then we'll get into more. It's the Joel Mahalik Show at joelmahalik.com, Facebook at JM Talk. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program. It's the Joel Mahalik Show, joelmahalik.com, uh, the website, Facebook, at JM Talk, and over on Twitter at WQYB Radio. Uh, so the various places you can get a hold of us. Also, you can email the show at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. So did I cover everything? I think you did, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you did an okay job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. You so, did a great job. We wanted to uh, explore this story that uh, has come out. You know, uh, people know from listening to the podcast that, uh, you know, I, I recently honored all the first responders involved in the California wildfires. There were two right. two well, major fires. Yeah, the one is the, the campfire. Yeah, the campfire. Yeah. So uh, what we wanted to talk about right now, uh, put a little bit of conversation on, is that Pacific Gas and Electric, uh, also known as PG&E, could potentially face a range of criminal offenses if any of the wildfires that broke out as a result of the utility failing to properly operate and maintain power lines. This is per a brief filed in uh, U.S. District Court on Friday uh, by California Attorney General Xavier Becerra. So, uh, PG&E, which provides electricity to about 16 million Californians, uh, has been under scrutiny for how it maintains its infrastructure amid questions about what caused, as you said, in particular, the campfire. Right. uh, Which is the deadliest and most destructive wildfire in the state's history. I believe it took 85 lives, besides all the property damage and extensive damage beyond that, but... 
Uh, so yeah, so PG and E, <laughs> PG and yeah. E just got this long back, history. Back in the news again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now uh, I I truly don't know how this company is still in operation. Yeah, and then of course when we were discussing this, you said are they the only one in town? I I don't know that yeah. to be true. It says that they they service sixteen million. Right. I imagine well, California has more than that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but my my question is like. In our area, we only have one electric company we can go to. You know what I mean? So No, we have options. But even if we took a different option, our our carrier that we do have would still provide transmission. Right. So I don't, I don't even know what you call that, but there are other companies that go into business to say, hey, we'll get you your electricity because they'll buy it in bulk, right. sell it to you maybe at a lesser rate for the actual electricity. But... The delivery system still remains on the, that one particular. Yeah, they still because it's all their lines underground. So, right. Yeah. They're, so they're still handling. They're still getting a piece of the pie. Right. You know. So you know, going to PG and E, do those sixteen million people or residents or whatever that they service, do those sixteen million people have other options? Yeah. Well, here's uh, here's a little more. Uh, if if you have not heard, this is this is really interesting. And of course, you know PG and E. Of course, uh, years ago they were fined quite a bit of money for infrastructure problems, uh, resulting in, in you know small fires and whatnot. Yeah, one point six billion. That's yeah. with a B, people. Well, <laughs> here's the amount of trouble they're in this time. According to the brief, potential charges range from minor misdemeanors related to clearing vegetation around power lines to misdemeanors or felonies if it started the fire, up to homicide offenses like implied malice, murder, and involuntary manslaughter. So, it, I, like this time, this could actually, you know, this could put the company under, you know. Uh, One can hope. I mean, well, I mean, you would think $1.6 billion is a pretty heavy fine, and that's not the only fine. You can keep going back right, and going I back. I know, I know. And then you have that and settlement. Then, what? Three years later, five years later, something like that, after the $1.6 billion fine, right. they had another fine of like $10 million or something like that. Well, let me see. We have the file here. Let's see if we can pull that out of it. Uh, the checkered past. Yeah, so uh, 2010, uh, the pipeline explosion, that was the $1.6 billion fine. Um, and then, of course, uh, oh, last year, they were put on five years probation and fined $3 million dollars after being found guilty of multiple violations of the Natural Gas Pipeline Safety Act. So, um, investigators have determined that in 11 cases, the company violated codes regarding brush clearance uh, or related violations and referred the matters to prosecutors. Um, and now, in, in regards to those 11 cases, no charges have been filed. Um, but then earlier this month, the California Public Utilities Commission claimed the PG&E failed to locate and mark natural gas pipelines in a timely manner and pressured workers to falsify data so the locating and marking work would not appear as late. You know, when you're talking about falsifying records about natural gas pipeline markings... Exactly. You know, that you didn't do, that that's dangerous. That is willful misconduct in my mind. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think, and here's the other question. Um, say that the prosecutors are successful in getting these charges filed against this company. 
who in this company pays for it? Who? The owner? The president? Well, I'm sure. Or the little peons that are the ones actually going out there brush the, you know. You know, I mean, it's going to hurt everybody. Now, you figure a company like this is probably run by a board. Right. So, obviously, it's going to hurt all the stakeholders in the company. You know, but I mean, if you end up but with manslaughter who, or murder charges, I mean, you know. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. Who physically <laughs> gets these charges? Who in this company gets these charges? I have no idea. against them. I have no idea. You, I mean, you would think upper management you can't maybe? can't put an, an entire company in jail. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? Not, so, not with prison overpopulation. Right. Plus, California is a sanctuary state, so they probably wouldn't be put them in jail there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no politics. <laughs> so, right. Uh, and if you go further back in the history, these are the people responsible for what was that case called? The Aaron, I don't the, know the, the, the Aaron Brockovich case. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't the Aaron Brockovich. I know it wasn't called that, but it's the case that with the chromium her, that six the movie, you know, was made popular by. I feel like such an idiot right now. How many hundreds of times have we watched that movie? I know. And you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of the one that they were, like, right before the credits, they were talking about the, the Kettleman one. And I'm thinking, yeah. aside, why do I yeah. know that one, but I don't know the one that the other two hours of the movie focused on? I know. Hinkley. Hinkley. Hinkley, yes. yes. The Hinkley plant water disaster, yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I, and that was, I think, in, when did that take place? In the 90s? I don't. I think I'm it was the 90s. I'm not going to presume to know and that stretched back they found paperwork stretching back to the 60s right so it's unbelievable to me that they're still in business yeah that's what that's exactly what i said when i read this story i was like this is absolutely ridiculous can you imagine if one of us joe schmoes just did i mean when you look at this this is this is top scale but think about if we did one little thing wrong on our job. Oh, we're done. Boom. Yeah. And these people just get away with all this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on all these years probation. They're on probation for like three different incidents. Right. Eleven charges there. You know, and now, and now this latest thing. This is not the first time we heard that there was a possibility that they might be responsible for one of those wildfires. Right. I mean, can you imagine? Exactly. It's ridiculous what. I know. These companies, these big companies, get away with. I can't imagine being held responsible if, if if I threw a cigarette out and caused that wildfire that took eighty five lives and all that damage. Can you imagine as an individual being responsible for that? I I couldn't imagine living with something like that. But, you know, living with the fact that something I did caused such a horrible, right, horrible thing. So this is still under investigation, so we can't say that they did do it, but there are some right. circumstances. Like they said that uh, um, there was a circumstance. Da, 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 da. There's something that happened like right before, like 15 minutes before the actual fire started, which is why they're looking at the possibility of that. Um, due to, in the blazes aftermath, PG&E reported an outage on a transmission line in the area where the blaze began about 15 minutes before it started. Uh, The company also reported uh, finding power equipment and a downed power pole riddled with bullet holes and a downed line with tree branches on it. 
So wow. I, I guess that's probably the speculation. But at this point, it is speculation. But uh, I, you know, at, for when you look at their checkered past and now this, you know, this is a company that I think if this is found out to be true, no matter who goes to jail, what the fines right. are, I think when all is said and done, I think this company is told to fold up and go away. You know, I mean, it, it, enough's enough. Yeah. You know, um, how much damage and lives lost and problems can you have with one company over the span of now 40 or 50 years, 60 years, 70 years? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I don't understand how they can continuously get away with this stuff. Right. Just slap a fine on them. Yeah, they pay it. Whatever. Nothing really happens to this company. Yeah. As a as a result of these issues that are going on. And maybe this time something should. Hopefully it does. So. Okay. So, um, we... <laughs> We got to talk about this uh, this thing that's been popping up since uh, before the new year, um, the the gender thing. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> or should I say the gender neutral thing? <laughs> uh, before the new year, sometime during the holiday, I I, I had read that uh, California would start allowing for gender neutral birth certificates starting right. starting in January, uh, and then today I read that New Jersey. Uh, the the wonderful state that we escaped from uh, will start allowing for gender specific uh, birth birth certificates February first. Wow! So uh, even I had this debate last season on the show about you know it. To me, it's pretty simple. If you have a penis. You're a male. You check off M. Exactly. And if you have a VJJ, then you check off F. Now, of course, yeah. there are people surfacing during the debate. I've been reading, like, for two days now, reading the debates on- online, and people are saying that. But uh, there are other there are other scientific factors about how a person feels. This and that. I got news for you. When something is when someone is born, okay, you either have a penis or a VJJ. And you're not thinking at the age of one day, you're not thinking that, gee, I feel more like a woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have these thoughts. So it's very simple. Uh, you look under you look under the blanket, and then you check the appropriate box. Exactly. I don't understand where the debate is. Somebody help me with this. Help me with this, Sharon. Please help me with oh this. Oh my god, I wish I could I wish I could explain the idiocy that these people are demonstrating they're they're just oh my god look if you feel that you know you're you align more with one way or another you know that's whatever you know what i mean but to go and i don't know it the whole thing's just mind-boggling to me it is listen it, it really is, is if you're 20 you're 30 and you identify with the other sex hey get it cut off get one glued on whatever you got to do okay <laughs> but when you're just born you're you don't have these thoughts prove right. prove to me that scientifically that you have those thoughts 
You know, I mean, are we supposed to have a seance with the newborn baby? Are we supposed to get a psychic game well, with a crystal ball to well, find I'm out what sure the baby thinks? Talking, well, yeah, but you're talking about getting birth certificates as non... With non-gender specific. specific, right? Okay. I mean, I was just here with all this conversation. I didn't mean to imply that <laughs> you're just smacking me with it. But, you know, it's uh, for people who... I don't know, for whatever reason, they determine that they need a piece of paper to show how they feel. Okay. And I, and, and I, and I get that. I get that. When you're old enough to make that decision. Right. But as a parent, how do you put gender, non-gender specific on your child's birth certificate the day they're born? Right. I mean... Who? It's ridiculous, to be honest with you. It, it, it's a I little psychotic. Be, yeah, I don't think it should be allowed. I don't think, you know, for and, an infant. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it is California and New Jersey. I mean, mess, I don't know what to tell you about really, that. But. It can really mess with their heads. It really can growing up. Yeah. Oh, well, my birth certificate is as non-gender specific. What? Yeah, I mean, the, the, I the think whole, it causes more problems than it solves. And I and the gender thing, okay, like I said, it's been for a long, long time now. People, adults who decide I want to be a woman, I want to be a man, whatever. Okay, that's your prerogative, right? But this gender thing has gotten the the reach into the world of the child has gotten too big. You know, you have the, well, we're not going to have gender-specific locker rooms in schools. You remember that crap two years ago? Yeah. Uh, that was bad enough because, you know, that was enraging a lot of parents. How dare you say that your son can go into the same locker room and change and shower that my daughter's in? Exactly. You know, and now, like this, now the birth thing, now, now what you're saying is, is uh, you're going to decide for that child before they can. Or you know, or are you going to decide I'm going to put non-gender specific on the birth certificate and let them decide later? Right. You know, you can change birth certificates later on. Exactly. That's for different my circumstances. Point. That's my point. If that's the case, but I just don't agree with this, and I think, you know, I, it's pretty effed up. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, really, I mean, uh, if it has a Willie, it's an M. Okay. With JJ, it's an F. That really should be the end of the debate. There should not be any other debate about it. You know, uh, I, I'm sorry. If you as a parent with a newborn child are going to go with a non-gender specific birth certificate, then I'm very sorry to tell you this. You're an idiot. And you need help. And you shouldn't be having children. Because there's something seriously wrong with that. You're giving the child the, the wrong start. Yeah. Start in life with two, with two strikes against you. Right. Exactly. And so, um, maybe I should make that a Twitter poll for next week. You know what? You know what? What, what the thoughts? What, what people think? I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I would think. I, I like to think, Sharon, that when we discuss things. That we're we're using some common sense, and I know I know that you think I have no common sense. No, you don't. <laughs> but I mean, I, brilliant 
people <laughs> don't have the capacity for common sense. Well, I like I like to think proven. that we're I like to think that we're discussing this from a common sense point of view. Okay. Okay. Well, in any, this any of these, aspect, any, any, you have some. Thank you. Sense. Thank some you. Some common sense. I feel so vindicated now. <laughs> I have a reason for being behind the microphone for the last twelve <laughs> years. Thank you, uh, but I because it just takes common sense. I think, yeah. and I'm sorry. I just I just don't think you're thinking straight. And this is this is like this is the worst. This is really the worst of this whole. In the last couple of years, everything with this gender BS. I think it's just getting out of hand. Yeah. Well, how much farther can it go? You've I now really you've now think... affected the lives of a newborn. Right. How much farther can you go? Right. Exactly. It's just it really is getting out of hand. I mean, I identify as a millionaire. Where's my money? Right. Can I change some paperwork and all of a sudden? I identify as a millionaire's wife. <laughs> Where's my diamonds? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you just can't change what you identify as and it works like that. Because if you it, if you could, then yeah. Well, what if we're all identified as millionaires, you know? Well, well, we can identify as millionaires. It doesn't mean we are them. Not unless you get into Congress. But that's a, <laughs> that's a story for a different time. Yeah, right? <laughs> So uh, I'm going to put that out there for next week's uh, Twitter question of the week. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to switch yeah. over to Twitter with the questions. I'm excited to see what people think. Yeah, well, you know, well, they might think we're crazy and never come back and uh, listen to the show. Well. I hope that's not the case. Right? I was you know? just going to say. I mean, I like to feel like we're like uh, you know your normal everyday people talking about these things. Mm -hmm. Because I really think, I mean, who got that stuff passed? To me, I think it's got to be a minority of people, a very small number of people that got such a radical thing put in motion. Right. Across, you know, uh, two big states. I mean, California's a really big state. New Jersey's a, a pretty big state, you know, bigger than, you know, where we're at. Right. Siberia. But, you know. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, um, yeah, we'll put that out there for next week's question. JoelMahalik.com. That's the website. Um, but I'd rather you stop over uh, on Facebook at JM Talk or Twitter at WQIB Radio. Uh, now, when the uh, show returns after this next quickie, quickie break, uh, we have a new Wombat of the Week. And for the new listeners, we're going to explain what that is and how you can help me come up with them. And also, we're going to honor another hero. Uh, and that's all coming up on the other side of this. So stay right there. Are you ready for some more Joel Mahalik show? I'd better not. Uh, I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. I have the irrefutable proof that the earth is not flat. Here it is. If the earth was flat, don't you think cats would be on the edge of it knocking off? A new episode every Sunday at joelmahalik.com. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks for being here. JoelMahalik.com, that's the website. JM Talk, that's the Facebook. And WQYB Radio is where you find us on Twitter. Uh, welcome back. We got a couple things for you tonight on the what I call the home stretch. This is the home stretch of the podcast, uh, which includes Wombat of the Week and also Honor Thy Heroes. So uh, if you are a uh, new listener and a new audience, uh, especially up there in Brooklyn, um, this is how the Wombat of the, but the, this is what the Wombat of the Week is and how you can participate. So, the Wombat of the Week is, uh, it's stupid people doing stupid things. And, of course, we see this kind of stuff in the news all the time. And so, uh, call it what you will, but this is sort of like us honoring them. uh, (laughs) Or portraying them, putting them out in the open on the program. Honoring them. That's probably a silly way to put it. But you can join in on the fun by submitting your Wombat of the Week story to the show. Simply email the link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things to wombat at joelmahalik.com. That's wombat at joelmahalik.com. Mahalik is spelled M-I-C-H-A-L-E-C. Or email joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. You can also submit your stories in a message on the Facebook page. Which again is at JM Talk. So get me those stories, uh, and, and then we go through the task of choosing each week. So that's how you can get involved in submitting the stories. Now, if you submit a story and it it is not featured that week, that does not mean it will not be featured. Uh, it, it could, if it's good enough, it could go on the back burner and go up against, go into voting the following week. Or weeks, depending. It just depends. There are a lot of wombats out there. So we sometimes, some weeks have a lot to choose from. Uh, now, I have sort of like a bonus uh, wombat this week for you. This isn't technically a Wombat of the Week because it's more or less like a public service announcement kind of thing. It's like, uh, you know, if we go back and look at, uh, we talked about all the different challenges uh, last year that were going on. Uh, the Tide Pod Challenge, uh, the, uh, the, what, the Packy Chip Challenge. All these weird challenges, all these dangerous challenges. You know, that Kiki challenge or whatever where you stepped out of a moving car and you danced and uh, look how stupid that was. Well, because of the uh, the new Netflix original movie, uh, Bird Box, which is a post-apocalyptic movie, uh, I, I've seen it. Without giving away spoilers, if you have not seen this movie, uh, it doesn't suck. But it's not great either. I mean, it it was enough to hold my interest. And I'll leave it at that. Because I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything. Um, There were were some interesting things that they could have done. Maybe to make it a better movie. And it was too long because of some of those things they missed. But, you know, essentially... You've seen... This really isn't a spoiler. Because you've seen the movie posters. You've probably seen trailers. You've seen stuff on social media... Obviously, people are in there walking around with blindfolds on for some reason or another. If you have not seen the movie, I don't want to ruin that for you. 
But the problem is, is people have taken this thing called the Bird Box Challenge, and what they're doing is they're, do they're video documenting uh, them doing everyday things blindfolded, whether it be things around their house or walking down a street or doing something. And Netflix is warning, they're, they're begging people now, please don't do this. It could cause hospitalization. I mean, that's the thing, you know, Netflix doesn't want to be responsible for people that get hurt doing this. You know, Tide didn't want to be responsible for people being getting sick or dying from eating the Tide Pods. You know, Kiki doesn't, doesn't want to be responsible for people that hit, get hit by cars. You know? I mean, this is completely idiotic that you blindfold yourself on some sort of challenge because of a movie and start carrying out day-to-day -day tasks, walking down a street. You do know, if you listen to my show enough, and if your head's not buried in the sand, then you know that the world is full of real crappy drivers. So you're going to blindfold yourself and go walking down the street, not knowing when someone who's texting behind a wheel is going to swirl out of control and maybe kill you? I mean, this is crazy stuff. I mean, why do people stoop so low to do these stupid things? You know? And it's like this does qualify to be a wombat story, but I think it just, just, just by like an inch, it qualifies more to be just a sidebar thing so I can let people know, don't do this. Stop with these stupid challenges. I mean, what are you doing? Who are you doing it for? What are you trying to prove? How about you prove that you have some common sense and you can you prove that you want to live? So I side with Netflix in this by saying do not do the bird box challenge. So there's that. Now now we'll talk about the wombat of the week. And this may seem like a strange wombat of the week. Uh, to you, because you, I, I know you know you, you're waiting to hear uh, what kind of idiot is out there doing what now. But this is an interesting one, so bear with me, uh, because you know last year, third quarter of 2018, the amount of subscribers to cable services dropped almost four percent. That's huge. They're cutting the cord. Okay? Because they have services like Netflix and Hulu or Amazon Prime or maybe a combination of all these different services. Plus, there's free services out there where you can watch movies and live TV. And they're cutting the cords because they don't want to pay for these high, the high price of cable television. Well, here's the thing. Comcast, Dish, and DirecTV plan to raise rates again this year in a move that could boost revenue but risks alienating subscribers who have been ditching traditional TV subscriptions in record, in record numbers. I mean, the, the, here's the thing. The cable and satellite providers are hoping to squeeze more money from consumers who remain loyal to their packages with hundreds of channels. But the strategy... It could also accelerate what they're already seeing in declines. You know, it's common for pay TV providers to raise prices in the new year. 
okay? Because they're passing on the rising costs that they pay to carry networks like, you know, CBS, ABC, local sports, uh, you know, uh, like here in, in, in this region, uh, Comcast, Sportsnet, you know, make sure we get our, our, you know, our local teams. They're passing these, these costs on to you. And the thing is, yes, it, it's understandable, but it's in it's bad time and in bad taste and and you know you, you, I, I think you have to look at it differently if you're the cable companies because four percent almost four percent I think the actual number was like three point seven percent of subscribers in quarter four last year dropped their cut their cord. Imagine the cord cutting that might go on in quarter one of 2019. I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see what the cord cutting is going to look like. I myself wish that we could cut some cordage. You know, we do subscribe to a lot of these services. Not a lot. I'm sorry. We have a good selection. We have a couple that we subscribe to. We subscribe to Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, and then I have a couple of free services also on the smart TV or on the uh, on my iPad uh, that, that I watch frequently. And when you have all these, and I keep saying the same thing, like I'll, I'll keep I'll keep telling Sharon the same thing. There's nothing ever on TV. There's nothing ever on TV. Now, I do need my local sports. So I'd have to, you know, I'd really have to think about that one. But is it worth paying these high rates for that? I think not. But uh, this move is a dingbat move. I mean, when you see the amount of people that ran away from their cable providers last year, and you start this new year out with raising fees, I don't think that's a very good move, which puts... In the Wombat seat, Comcast, Dish, DirecTV, and any others who are raising their rates. As I understand it, at the time the story came out, AT&T was, not, was still investigating what they will do. So, and if you have an idea for me on how I would be able to see my local sports if I cut that cord please drop me an email at the same email addresses. I'd like to know what you're doing. Did you cut the cord and you still have a way to see your local uh, football, your local baseball, you know, your big teams? That's what I need to know. That would greatly help me in that decision to cut the cord. So get me those stories. I would appreciate it. So, but yeah, raising rates. There's a challenge for you. How about the lower the cable rates challenge? And listen, I, I was actually following this type of this news all the way about halfway through 2018. Because I'm always interested in what they're doing with the cable bills. And of course, I always fret when our two-year contract comes up for our cable provider, which it just did. So, it was just renegotiated. However, you get nervous at those times. 
And with the renegotiation, we did drop the bill a few dollars, but it could have been a few more. But I do see in the news, I've been following this, they are having a hell of a time negotiating with ABC and CBS and Disney. And, of course, the local uh, sports package. Getting you know, because it, it's a, I think every provider must have... I think it's I think it's like a law. They must have the local sports contract, carrier contract. So in this area it's like Comcast Sportsnet. Every cable provider has to have them. So they pass those fees on to their subscribers. And uh, as I understand it, all of these uh, big uh, conglomerates are really shoving big you know the, the fees are getting uh, bigger and bigger. In fact, exuberant. In fact, I know Disney's contract fees were so high that um, uh, they're not they're not getting any love from the providers. The providers are pushing back on Disney, and I, I forget what the amount was, but it was it was out of this world. I was like, I cannot even believe that they want that kind of money just to be carried. And if you don't carry Disney, you'll lose a lot of subscribers for that reason. I, there was probably a time when it was easy to be a, a provider. I don't think that's the case anymore. So anyway, moving on as we stretch it out. Uh, this next segment that we have each and every week on the show, uh, which is also followed up with a, uh, a, a post across social media, Honor in the Hero, is called Honor Thy Heroes. Hashtag Honor Thy Heroes. Oh, by the way, ha- the hashtag for Wombat of the Week is uh, hashtag Wombat of the Week or hashtag WOTW. But Honor Thy Heroes, that's where we find uh, you know heroes to praise each and every week, whether it be police, fire, EMS, first responder, dispatchers, military, everyday people. We're going to start including everyday people. Uh, we're going to make, make that net bigger. You know, recognizing people who do amazing things, heroic things, for the love of their own community. Uh, Or or just for the love of humanity. And uh, this week's is no different. Uh, An absolute hero, an Arkansas police officer who pulled a baby to safety during a highway pursuit and standoff. So, um, according to uh, USA Today, Little Rock, Arkansas police officer Brittany Godfrey was able to save a baby girl from her armed father who allegedly fired shots at his girlfriend before leading police on a highway pursuit. The suspect, identified as 43-year-old Farris Deloney, was being pursued by police after being accused of kidnapping his one-year-old daughter from a Walmart parking lot. In a video released by the Little Rock Police Department, Deloney's vehicle can be seen stopping after being jammed at a traffic light. Five officers surrounded Deloney's vehicle, noting that he did have a gun. They pleaded for him to put the gun down and remove the baby from the car. Now, on the video, which I watched, on the video, uh, Godfrey can be heard asking Deloney to take the baby out of the car. She was able to grab the baby from the passenger seat and move her away from the standoff, which, a few minutes later... Uh, had been de-escalated by the police, and they were able to get Deloney to uh, surrender. 
Uh, so an extremely dangerous situation uh, that Officer Godfrey was able to um, take care of the most important element. I mean, this could this situation could have been a lot worse. And she put herself in harm's way by getting that child out of the car. And that makes her a hero. Again, this is one of these situations I talk about all the time when I do the Honor Thy Heroes. Uh, these, these awesome people who make these split-second decisions to do these heroic deeds. You know, and any one of us can say, yeah, we do that. But we don't know if we would do that or not. You, I, I mean, I'd like to think I would. But we don't know. We don't know. And th- this is the kind of story we should hear all over the place. But we don't. We have to dig for these stories. This is why, I, this is what gave birth to Honor Thy Heroes. Because we shouldn't have to dig to find stories like this. These people should be praised. No matter where it happens, they should be praised nationally. And this week, Honor Thy Heroes honors Officer Brittany Godfrey from the Little Rock, Arkansas Police Department. Thank you for your service to the community, Officer. Now you can send your stories into Radio at gmail.com of Everyday Heroes. Send me the stories. And we'll honor them. That's what I do. That's what we want to do here. So that is uh, that pretty much wraps up this week's podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to the show by going to joelmaholic.com, click on a subscribe button, and pick the link to your favorite player. Also, uh, if you're listening to the podcast through the website at joelmaholic.com, you can click in to read the show notes, uh, or the episode notes, as it were, And the links will also be in there for all the different podcast players that we have at the moment. Including all the big ones, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. They're all there. So, uh, again, we want to welcome 920WON, the Apple, your listeners. We're happy to be here with you. We're happy you're here with us. And uh, check back. Uh, We are airing Sundays at 11 p.m., right here on 920WON, the Apple. And I look forward to chatting with you again on our next show. Thank you very much. Have a great week, everybody. And be good to yourself. (laughs) 